this gain on this thing. Pressure. Typing loud keyboard sounds smart. I do sound smart. <laughs> Check two. Two. Check one, two. Two. One, eight, seven, two, one. Check. Okay, let's just do it. All right, so Washington Radio representing East Coast Live, Ray D.O., right out of not New York. Praise the Lord. I am live on the East Coast, but I am in an area with disgusting pizza. I am in Florida. That's right, Floridaville. And um, it's hot here, but I'm growing things. And I will say this, uh, that uh, my name is Richard Keltner from Watcher Radio, and that's Brother Allen. And my pronouns Hello. are, shut the heck up, satanic libtard. What's your pronouns, Allen? Oh, my pronouns have slipped my mind. Do you happen to remember my pronouns? Um, I think it was shut your pie hole, you Jezebel, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Shut your non-prophetic pie hole. Okay. Ah, Um, perfect. All right, so here's the deal. Oh, I can't say that anymore because Biden stole it from me. All right. um, What's going on is um, I'm planting, like, uh, fruit plants and stuff here. Cassava. I'm planting uh, uh, banana trees, stuff. I'm going to have what's called a food forest here in my backyard. Okay, other people, like, want to beautify their backyard to, like, oh, look at the trees, you know. I'm like, no, I'm going to have trees that are going to give me food, okay, like tomatoes, like cucumbers, like hybrid sweet corn here, okay. Carrots? What about carrots? Carrots, and, and here's a big one that you that a lot of people don't realize. We're growing a massive, I'm going to be setting it up in the back. I just ordered raised beds. 22-inch uh, sweet potatoes. Going to be planting uh, many of them. Okay? Cool. Because you can survive off a lot of these things. And we've got fish here because I'm on the coast. A couple fishes, you, and you got plenty of food here. Okay? So in the coming famine, which is coming. We went over this last week. The shows were delayed a week because having problems at Potomatic. But um going to get that resolved or just, I don't know, any, I don't want to talk about it right now. It's just so aggravating. However, um, we talked about this last week of the horses that ride in the, in the coming end times. And if you can't figure out we're in end time mode and you're going to ostrich your head into the sand, you're going to have problems. You're going to have issues because you're not spiritually or prophetically or physically ready for it. And that's really the heart of this message today. We're doing edifying message today. We want to 
go over some of the things I've, I've learned and Alan has learned in the, and over our years in Christianity. Okay, I've learned stuff over many years, decades. And when I first started watching radio, I thought I knew it all. And um, sounded like I did, too. And I'll tell you right now, sounding like you know it all is the problem. I'm going to get into that in a minute. Because if you don't know how to apply the Word of God, and you don't know how to meditate on the Word of God, then the Word of God is not producing for you properly. Now, the Word of God will always produce... And why am I talking like in a yield manner, in a harvest manner? Because Jesus did. That's why. Jesus constantly talked of the kingdom of God in a harvest term, in a planting and sowing term, in a tree term, in many terms of seed. So I'm just trying to go along the lines of what Jesus did. And I know that might sound crazy. Some people think that's crazy. Why would you try to do what Jesus did? Why, Alan? Does that sound crazy? I mean, when they asked Jesus how to pray, what did he say? What did he say to call Yah? What did he say? What did he say to call him? I think he called him. I said he told him to call him his their father. Oh, when you pray to your father. Oh, okay. So Jesus one of the was. Gems he, I learned from uh, Derek Prince is that uh, in in either Hebrew and or Greek titles are always synonymous with names. So father isn't just his title; it's his name. So um, we can call him father wholeheartedly. Amen. So Jesus kind of knew what he was talking about? Is that possible? Yeah, because I mean, uh, A, he's the son of God. B, he showed us he, he has dominating dominating faith over his circumstances at all times, healing whosoever he, uh, he prayed for and uh, preaching in God's place as if he was God himself, uh, basically giving us an upgraded – code of conduct in, say, the uh, Sermon on the Mount, and uh, and conducting himself in uh, very well under pressure at all times, whether he was debating with the Pharisees in John chapter 8 or John chapter 10 or giving them a tongue lashing in Matthew chapter 23. He always knew what he was doing, so they did ask him how to pray. Amen. So he instructed them. Yes. So wouldn't it be good to follow Jesus's instruction? Yes, uh, he definitely, Jesus Christ definitely knew what he was doing and how to dominate his circumstances and master them every time. Let me, in a nutshell, this. They're like, hey, teach us to pray. Okay, do it like this. Heavenly Father, our Father, who art in heaven. Oh, call him Father? Wow. Amen. So why are all these people running around Yiwi? They call him Yiwi, whatever it is. Yahweh? What is Yahweh, Yahweh, whatever it is. Okay? Jesus didn't instruct you to do that. 
So you're not in faith. You think you're in faith. But that's not what you're instructed to do. You were not instructed to call him Yehwe. Okay? Yeah, but when you call him Yahweh, you get to sound smart and educated and intelligent. What about that's that? what I want to go over today. There's a difference of logos word and logos equals rhema word. There's a difference. And I want to get into that today. Because you can be logosed out, meaning you've got the instruct of the word and you're overloaded in it. And you're like, I know the word. And you can quote the verse and you can fly verses out at people. And that's great. That is great. But you also have to learn to apply the word, meditate on the word, and yield productivity out of the word for it to grow and for it to accomplish things in your life that you need because you're a tree. What do you mean I'm a tree? You're a tree. (laughs) You are a tree. I'm not saying you're literally a tree. I'm saying the Lord said you would be as a tree. And we have to take that into account. And I'm going to get into this in a minute, why I'm saying this, okay? And why I'm talking about logos versus rhema. Because when I touched, when we started this, I told you when I first started this radio show many, 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 many years ago, I was homed in on Logos, but I was forced later, 10 years down or so, or when I got attacked by warlocks and witches, and I got sickness put on me, and all types of problems when they were whamifying me through blood ritual and blood sacrifice, I had four prophets come to me and tell me that's what they were saying. Four of them. And one of them was so accurate that they told me the, the, what they were doing and that how God was going to kill them within the end of that year in 2015. And I have that recorded, by the way, the audio. Maria has it also. And wouldn't you know it, that witch died, two of them. And you might say you're rejoicing in it. No, I'm not rejoicing nothing. I'm just telling you what the prophet said. God saw fit to do what he wants to do and kill him. What do you want me to do? So the prophet said it and it happened. And they died vicious deaths. I hate to say it. Vicious. God is not a game. What is a vicious death? Well, his bowel exploded cancer in his bowel and he blew up in massive pain the warlock the one that put the 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 dead sacrifice on my stoop the animal uh his his bowels blew up he exploded uh he was in excruciating pain water blowing out of him from the cancer and then he killed himself that's really bad yeah, it's okay. pretty bad. It's all documented if you want to read it. It's still on Facebook. But um, God is not a game. And I know some people have been taught, like, you know, God's flying around on a cloud and playing a harp or something. I get it. You want to have, like, this image of, like, all is good thing. All is not good. 
God is a killer. He will well, come the, the after... Whole, what? Oh, uh, God is love, but he's also holy. So he loves everyone, wants to be gracious to everyone, but certain people need to be punished because he's holy. He's not only love, he's also holy. So sometimes we get the wrong picture of God when we call him Abba, Daddy, Love. He might get you to think that he's kind of a soft Well, he guy, is. He, he, he no, is, but... When you cross the line into what I was talking about with the dead animal witchcraft and black magic, and you're trying to kill the children of God with that type of stuff, uh, he don't like it. He doesn't like it. You're messing with his children, and God whacked them out. I'm sorry. And I know you don't want to hear God is killer. Uh, You're like, hey, Alan was not right with that message. Okay, whatever. It says it right in, what is it, First Samuel? Or is it First Samuel? I can't remember, but it said, God killeth. It's right there. And what I'm trying to say to you is, we are in a time where judgments are being strategically rolled out. Scripture's clear. We watch and we pray that we can escape things coming on the earth. What's coming on the earth? Well, we've been experiencing episode after episode of strange activity where we're not in Kansas anymore. And isn't it interesting that that phrase has been Mandela affected? (laughs) Yeah. I know some of you think I'm crazy talking about this Mandela effect. It's really not. It's Mystery Babylon is what it is. It's Mystery Babylon rising. And the Mandela effect, Mandela, it was found by a witch. uh, Harry, whatever the heck. uh, No, it wasn't. It was not found by that witch. And they put this smear on it. Well, I, that, it was discovered by a witch. No, it wasn't. It was discovered by Art Bell. You ever hear of Coast to Coast Radio? Yeah. Check out the 2000 broadcast where he's talking about it. About reality being shifted and things that people remember being twisted. That's where the witch got it from. The Art Bell Show. It wasn't discovered by her. She just was listening to Art Bell back then. It's on YouTube if you want to listen to it. I think it's from 2000 or from 2000, Art Bell show. Check out Mandela. Just type in Art Bell Mandela. Or it should come up 2000. All right. So wasn't discovered by a witch. There were callers calling in back then when these shiftings in reality started. This is mystery Babylon rising. Why is it Mystery Babylon? What does Babylon mean? Does anybody know? Am I the only one that would know? Do you know, Alan? I do not know what Babylon means. Okay. It means confusion. What's a mystery mean? Maybe we don't know exactly what it is. So what would be a mystery of confusion? A mystery of confusion. That's unbelievable. A mystery of confusion. 
a source of confusion where we don't exactly know where it's coming from, maybe? This is a pang of the end times. Just like the, the pangs of the horsemen we go through. God created confusion when man was assembling to ascend as gods. It's the same pang of confusion. But it's going out in a different way. It's a mystery way. And I'll tell you right now, that term that I just spoke a minute ago, the way I remember it, was, Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. That's what I remember from Wizard of Oz. That's what I remember. However, today, when you watch it, this is the mystery of confusion, the Babylonian pang of the end times going out. It now says, Toto, I got a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. What the heck is that all about? I don't remember that. Of course you don't remember it. Of course you don't remember it because it's a mystery of a Babylonian confusion going out all over the world. Hey, didn't uh, Darth Vader's line and the Empire Strikes Back change from uh, no, Luke, I am your father to something else also? It's yeah, it says no, I am your father now. Okay, that's not what I remember. Me either. Okay, and I got another one for you. I used to eat Oscar Mayer hot dogs all the time. Do you remember the song? And I wish I was an Oscar Mayer yeah. wiener. Is that it? M E Y E R, remember? Now Oh that one. Now now you look at Oscar Mayer hot dog packages, and it says Ox- Oscar Mayer. Go look at them. Take a look. It says Oscar Mayer, M-A-Y, like the month, E-R. That's not what I remember. It was M-E-Y-E-R. Now it's always been, here's the key, it's always been Oscar Mayer. Okay? J.C. Penny, my mom used to work there for years when I was growing up. J.C. P-E-N-N-Y. Now you look at it, it's P-E-N-N-I-E. Or something like that. Penai or something. Mystery of confusion, folks, and you better understand where we're at. They just fired CERN up again. They got, what, seven colliders going now? And what do you think these colliders are doing? They're opening up portals to different levels in this lower heaven. One of them, called the scripture, Tartarus, is a level. And there are certain angels that have been bound in this level. Okay? We're seeing a release of some chaotic mess coming on the earth. And what they're doing, they've actually admitted it. If you Google CERN, Gates of Hell, you'll see they've admitted it in the news. That's called the law of plain sight because they're engaging in the occult. This is a cult when you're bringing in principality demons and 
fallen angels into this realm of this heaven, this low, this heaven. The Holy Spirit is in this heaven around us. There's different levels of heaven. There's not just one. There's different levels. We'll get into that in another show. There's different planes. Okay? The Holy Spirit is in the heaven around. In this realm, the Holy Spirit is the light of the gospel of Christ. The fire of God. That's right. Now, we want to get into that in a minute. Keep that on a side burner for a second. Because this message today is you are a tree. You are a plant. And I want to tell you why I'm talking about this. I want to explain. In Florida, it's viciously hot. Am I breathing heavy? Um, no, no. You're not. Uh, I not turned up time. the gain. I turned up the gain on ten on my microphone, so that's a normal problem with, with that. Yeah, well, when you turn the gain up high, that happens. It's viciously hot here in Florida. Vicious. I'm talking. My neck will get burnt. From out there. I'm like a redneck. And I bought some trees. And I felt the Holy Spirit ministering to me as I'm trying to keep these trees alive. Because it's so hot that if they're not maintained to get them rooted, because they're new trees. If they're not maintained properly, they'll die. They won't make it in the day's heat. Now, if I'm saying, and the scripture's saying, that you'd be as a tree, we have to examine things in our reality and try to bring them into our spiritual walk. And this is the problem with Logos Christianity. Instruct, instruct. They know the word, which is good. I'm not saying it's not. But you can get puffed up when you know too much of the word and don't have the raiment to apply it. That's the difference, guys. And I'll explain to you in a minute what I'm talking about. You can Isaiah 53 all day long. He was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my shalom was upon him. And with his stripes, I am healed in Jesus' name. You can can say it. But have you had to apply it? Have you had to project it for survival purposes? To bring forth healing. We have to exercise the word. You can't just know the word and just speak it and think everything's automatic. They think the word is just automatic. That Gideon's Bible on that side table, it's all automatic. Boom. Hey, it's all done. It's not all done. You need to know to apply the word. 
And when you're looking at a natural situation, and if Jesus said you'd be as a tree, can you read Psalms 1, Brother Allen? Sure. Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the, the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in right, his stop season. Right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Also. Yeah, I want to. I can you rewind and repeat that as a tree? Sure. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His okay. leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. Okay, two things there we notice. God's expecting us to engage the Word of God, to obey the Word of God. Okay, we're not receiving the counsel of wicked. The counsel of wicked is all around us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had situations where doctors wanted to operate on me years ago. I didn't receive it. In fact... I had other people that you would think were smart trying to tell me to go along with it. I didn't receive it. Okay? I went to other prophetic voices. I got prayer from other prophetic people I trusted. They gave me contrary counsel to stand on the Word of God and my breakthrough would manifest. Okay, I'm talking about when back when I had headaches when they found a growth in my brain when they wanted to take my brain out to operate. Okay, MRI, MRI everything. I, I got rid of that MRI. I ripped it up and lit it on fire because this is 2000. I didn't want it around me because I didn't receive that report. I got rid of it and I'm still here. And you might say, why don't you go to a doctor and keep getting checked? Why? I'm still here. Lord, I'm healed in Jesus' name. What, do I got to keep testing God? And so, did you really heal me, God? Really? I mean, that's like the devil right there. Hath God said? Yeah, God said. So shut up. How about that? Devil? The devil will speak through doctors. The devil will speak through your close friends, your companions. Remember Job's wife? What was her advice? Curse God, Curse and, God die. and die. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't good counsel. So Yours don't think better. your companions are always right either. You got to go to the instruct of God. And Alan just read... The instruct 
of God, if obeyed, and not standing in the counsel of the wicked, we shall be as trees. So when we're embedded in the word, believing the word, we are being as a tree. We are drawing the nutrients of the word of God into our being. Now, here's the key, guys. Everything starts in the spirit and manifests in the natural. Whoa. What do you say? Everything starts in the spirit and manifests in the natural. Oh, yeah. That's why when you get to the root of a cause of a demon and you deal with it in the spiritual realm, its fruit, which might have been a tumor, can be dealt with and cursed because it's demonic fruit. But if the spirit is still there energizing, you got a problem. You're in a constant cycle of a battle. They have to be fought on two fronts, binding, loosing, and cursing its fruit. All work together. And they have to be applied that way. I hear some people pray, and I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? Have they not listened or read any Derek Prince? Have they not listened or read any Frank Hammond? Are you talking I'm, about the kind of prayers that put you on suicide watch because they're so depressing and faithless? Well, that's partly our fault in a lot of ways, isn't it? I mean, yeah. And the reason is, is so many people rely on leadership and they're not getting it on their own. That they fall into a cycle of not knowing how to handle things. And I'm here to tell you that I have managed to survive battles. Okay? One of them was the 2015, 2014 with the Warlocks. Okay? I was sick. If you remember the Watcher Radio shows, I gave the shows to Sheila Lazinski for that six months. Why? Because I was in a battle. And I will tell you this. We had direction from dreams on what to do. God gave us Rama. It took work to get the Rama because we had a fast. Oh, my God. You mean you want me to fast? Yeah, I do. Because when you show God that you're putting down this natural world for more spiritual world, he rewards you. And it might not come right away. Everybody expects it immediately. Sometimes it is immediately. Sometimes it's a couple weeks after. But here's the key. Don't be discouraged and continually expect. If the breakthrough don't come immediately, which it might not, but you should expect. Anticipate it coming soon. Don't have the devil use your pie hole to say, I didn't get nothing from that. Because the devil will use somebody to come up to you and say, hey, did you get an answer to that? No. And now you just shut everything off in the spirit realm around yourself because your pie hole flapped. You shut your pie hole, and this is how you handle your breakthrough when you're anticipating, when you're waiting on God, and you're going to mount up with eagle wings and fly over your situation. 
by waiting on God the right way, which is controlling the rudder of your mouth by saying, it is coming, it is manifesting, and I'm anticipating, inspecting this. And always anticipate and expect... What? It's mine, I have it now. That's another way of doing it. Always anticipate and expect more than you're waiting for. That's right. Why should why should you limit yourself? And that's in the word. And that's in the word. Thank you. Um, that's in the word too. In Second uh, Peter chapter one verse three, it says, uh, "He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness." And in First Peter two twenty four, it says, "By His stripes we were healed." So those are two examples of Scripture saying that past tense we've already received. And uh, Jesus, when he was praying at Lazarus's tomb, he said. Uh, I thank you, Father, you have heard me. Another past tense, already done prayer, according to the word written down by Peter, who learned from Jesus face to face. So it's good to take God at his word that he's done it, and he agrees, and he's done it. Amen. Right. And anticipate the breakthrough. Don't be discouraged. And I know that's easier said than done when we're waiting. Yeah, me too. And I've been through the heat the fire of the enemy. And if you don't think the enemy can throw fire your way, you haven't read the word. Because he's got darts. And they're fiery. And the only way to quench them is faith. That's the shield. And when you're exercising faith, the foundation of exercising faith is speaking the word, hearing the word, decreeing the word, and expecting the word, and then praising God for the manifestation of the word. Amen. And you might not get it immediately. That's part of faith. You should say, praise God, I didn't get it immediately because I am. I'm standing in faith for it. And God is pleased when that's your confession. And I know it's easy to get discouraged because the enemy is working in a spirit of discouragement, a spirit of oppression that could try to drag you down. Oh, yeah. Hang in there. And I'm going to get into why in a minute because we're here to work with you on getting breakthroughs because... We're heading into perilous times. I hate to tell you that. But we are. If you haven't noticed on the world stage that there's been a shift. It's like my neighbor over here. I have a libtard neighbor. And um, asked her... um, have you ever seen she voted for Biden? I said, you see what he's doing? What's going on? What, what You see the chaos? She says, no, I don't pay attention. This is Did the ostrich mentality. What? Did you ask her about the gas prices? Yeah. She, she don't know anything. She don't pay attention. So they're either lying or they're being willing, willingly ignorant in the situation. And we don't want to be that way prophetically for the cycle we're watching. And if you haven't noticed, 
there is a great spirit of the white horse, the conqueror. Many people get this confused with the white horse of Christ. It has nothing to do with the conqueror spirit in Revelation 6. The conqueror spirit with the vac- the toxin on the arrow is riding with the pestilence, riding with the war, riding with the famine. You see, they've always existed. And there's a play with words there prophetically if you understand the rhema of God. And Alan's going to tell you the Hebrew word for multi-level dimension in the word. What is the term, Alan? That's uh, pardes. Say it again. Uh, pardes, where there's four levels of interpretation for every scripture. Four levels. If you understand in the book of Ezekiel, where it says God sends his four sword judgments, the sword, the famine, the pestilence, and beasts. Oh, wow. Interesting. Because when you align them in Revelation 6, you got them three of them right away. Don't you? The four sword judgments, three of them are pretty obvious. You got the red horse sword. Okay, check that box. You got the pale horse or green, whatever you want to call it. Check mark there for pestilence. You got the black horse. Whoa. A measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a day's wage. That's famine. Check that box. Black horse. What's going on with this conqueror spirit? With the toxin in his hand. Beast. You can kind of check that one right there. Beast system. That's right. The system of Antichrist is manifesting with the sword, the famine, and pestilence. And they're being used by the conqueror with the crown, which ironically is corona, to control man into making certain decisions to press them into a system where you can't do this without being controlled or you injected with something, a hybrid that lizardize you. Oh boy, this is getting pretty wild. Isn't that wild? We're in the age of an antichrist beast system riding along the sword, the famine, and pestilence. And they're working together, and God is allowing it. Uh-oh. God is allowing it? What do you mean? It's called end time mode. That's right. Just take a look around of that conqueror spirit and what it is doing. It is a totalitarian government control, and they've admitted it two weeks ago. 
If you notice, they're saying liberal world order now. <laughs> yeah. And believe me, they're going to use food. Food is a big controlling source. This is why I'm talking about all this. We need to be prepared for this. Food is a big controlling source. Don't you see where they're going with this? If they can control your food, they got you. And you got to watch what Bill Gates is up to. Yeah. They're summing up all the agriculture they possibly can. They're creating this world crisis of famine. They want it. They can corral you along into the satanic system to stamp you out if you're hungry. If you need what they got to survive. That's what entitlement's all about. There's satanic entitlement coming. How are you going to deal with it is the question. Are you going to corral along? Maria was telling me her friend uh, here in Ponte Verde got injected with the fourth vaccine. And now half his face is paralyzed. You want that? You, you want the satanic thing injected? And I just got flagged for no. saying that. I know. We flagged the show. This is why I haven't put Brittany's broadcasts up. We're trying to figure out a way not get banned on YouTube. Tired of it, actually. So, if you are a tree, and I touched on earlier of the trees I have in the backyard. If Now, here's the key, guys. And, and what Alan just touched on. The importance of God saying the instructive scripture, bringing it in, understanding and meditating on the word. Because you can get the word in you and you can know the word and you can quote the word. But you're much better meditating on the word and looking for in the word. For what's that term, Alan? I'm sorry. Pardes? Kardesh. I call it Rama. But sorry, Pardes. Pardesh, meaning multi level revelation from the word. Excuse me? Does Rama mean the same thing? Like there's uh meanings behind the word? Is that what Rama means? Rama is the explosion of the faith behind the word. Faith okay, cometh by Rhema. That's what it says. It doesn't say faith by Logos. Okay? Your faith is manifested by Rhema, not Logos. Now, here's the key. We need to draw from the water of the Word for our growth. However... Sounds like a cliche, right? Christian cliche. Like a Christian bumper sticker. Kind of. And I don't want to sound that way. But. We do our best. I'm going to frame this in a different way. 
When I don't water these trees I have in the backyard in the morning, they suffer more. They don't grow as good for some reason. And I, this is the rhema I got. And I was thinking about the word of God. And I, I began to, this is when I'm talking about meditating on the word and applying it in your situation spiritually. That's a different way of knowing the word. Looking for the pardish, the the ignition of the faith in what the word is saying. And the word could be saying multi things. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to get into that, too, in a second. But when when I go out and water the trees early before the sun starts blazing them, they seem to maintain. I notice they're not pivoting over as much. They're not, leaves are not withering as much. And I notice they're growing more. Getting the water in them at the right time of the blazing day. Now, here's the key. Heat is coming. There will be trouble and tribulation. The word says it. Perilous times will come. The word says you will have trouble. It says it in the word. I'm not... Confessing badness over you. I know you hyper confession people will think that, but I'm not. I'm just saying what the word says. That's really what it says. Storms of life come to us all. Now, if heat's coming your way, and how does heat come? Heat comes like that food thing I was touching on. Heat could come through financial trouble or physical trouble. Heat can come in many ways. The devil is in charge of sending out these darts your way. How are we going to battle them? How are we going to overcome? Now, we want to be ready to maintain our growth in the heat. Now, Alan touched on yesterday that by a, a tree or a plant having water before the heat... That they the the water, what did you say, Alan? Would uh, vaporize better? Um, uh, Basically, uh, when you water a, a tree or a plant before the day, as the water, as the sunlight hits the leaves and the water evaporates from the leaves, new water is pulled from the leaves, through the branches, from the trunk, from the roots, from the ground, uh, all all you know continually. So in the same way that a plant or a tree needs water before the scorching heat of the day so that the water is pulled up from the roots as it's evaporated through the leaves, so also we need the word uh, before the heat of the day so that when the heat of the day hits us, we, the word is emitted through our thoughts and our words and our actions throughout the day, that same word that we stored up at the beginning of the day. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Alan even went in more depth of what I was saying. That that's it. That's good, Alan. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm just guys. I'm just giving you a natural situation I'm in, and I'm bringing it into my spiritual walk. 
because I'm back listening to my faith radio at night, the Bible, and I'm feeling watered from the word. And I want you to know that God says, and as I'm watering the trees early in the morning, I get out there at six, that they're growing better. And they're sustaining in the blazing sun. Because like Alan just said, I am embedding an essential to them at an appropriate time. Preparing that tree for the heat. So I would say unto you and myself, how can we prepare for heat coming our way? How should we wait for the heat and then scramble to the word and and then energize the word and begin to blast the word out in that situation and stand on the word? Yeah, you could do that. I've done that too. That's called coming to the party a little late. How about getting proactive? And don't think coming to the party a little late is ineffective. It is. There's still going to be some punch in the bowl for you. However, praise the Lord. However, if you're proactive, if you're listening to what I'm saying and actually believing me that I can hear from God. You might believe that. And you might take what I'm saying and act on it. And that would be a good thing, I believe. Because I felt in my spirit the Lord impressing upon me, giving me scripture as I was meditating on what I was doing. And I learned this from David Wilkerson many years ago when he actually packed a bag and I forgot the name of the message I could find it but he packed his bag and he went into a vineyard and stayed there for a week and he stayed at, and he just would stare and monitor the growth of the vines and he was particularly wanted to learn about the grafting process, which we're gonna we can get into that another day. He wanted to know about the binding and how they sap them together to become one. So he went to the natural to get a revelation. Came back to Times Square Church and preached a fiery message about the grafting process. But it isn't interesting that I'm kind of doing the same thing in a way here where I'm speaking about how the essentials were ministered to stand in fire and heat that comes. Now, here's the kicker. Do you, does Alan or me, want to position ourselves for the blessings 
of our Father in heaven. Yes or no? It's kind of rhetorical, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What does it say, Alan, about those that seek our Father early? It says, seek your Father early. Um, In Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Okay. I just went over to It also says, uh, do you want me to quote Matthew 6, 33 and 34 also? Yes, please. Uh, uh, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, all the blessings in the previous verses, shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Amen. Yeah. You could be late to the party. There's still punch in the bowl, which is fine. Alan, would you rather get to the party when the punch bowl is fresh and the sandwich is fresh or later when it's a yes. little bit bogged down? Yes, I want it before everyone else has touched it, before the flies may have gotten to it. Okay. So it's definitely my days are definitely better when I start them with Bible reading, worship, and uh, meditating on the word. Amen. Okay, so you know where I'm going with this. Okay. Guys, we got to get into it earlier. Before the Fox News and the coffees, we got to get in to the anointing and the basking in presence of God. And what's that all about? I'm going to tell you right now, and I've learned this from experience. Back in 2000, I had this plant in my house, my little apartment. And I used to continually have praise music playing on that radio. I've talked about this over the years. Do you know that that plant was by the window and there was light coming in? The plant chose to not grow that way. It grew towards my speaker. What was being played? Back then, you might think it's not so cool, but I used to constantly play Brooklyn Choir Tabernacle. That's pretty cool. I was a young believer. Give me a break, okay? That's all right. And it's yeah, you're making okay. fun of me, okay? But no, 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 no. I, I would, I would think that's pretty decent stuff, better than Christian radio, right? And Jason Upton. Now, what are you going to say? I don't know anything about him. Exactly. Okay. You don't know. See, I, I like renounce not knowing. knowing. I renounce. I renounce not knowing. Not knowing. Yeah. I renounce not knowing. Jason Upton, uh, Darlene Zeschek, I don't know if she's still around, but my plant, I thought it was strange, made a C and was growing towards the music, the anointed music. And I'm saying to myself, why did the plant choose that more than the light of the window? Here's the key, guys. The basking and the anointing and the presence of the Holy Spirit is the light of God. Let me say that again. 
The basking in the presence and the fire of God is the Holy Spirit. Now, when you mix in the basking in the fire and the presence of God with the watering of the word, you got good ground. You got growth potential. You have sustainability for any fiery dart. Do you want that? Does anybody want that? I need that because there is fire coming to the land, folks. If you haven't noticed, people are losing their minds. They're not grafted in. They're not in the soil of God. Seek him early. We And I know it sounds religious, but some religiosity could be a good thing. Some type of format could be a good thing. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. I'm going to give you something in a minute. In fact, hey, I'm, going to forward, I'm going to forward it to Alan right now. Hold on. But let me send it to Richard, Alan. Can you also tell us about that cat that got healed by sitting next to the, the Bible? How do you know that story? You told me that story. I never told you that story. Okay. Do you know that story? I know that story, but I, I'm not going to tell you that okay. story because you shouldn't know that story. That's Maria's no, I, I story. You stole it, it. But I figured you're the source, so you could tell it better. That's than Maria's could. story. Okay. We had a cat that was extremely sick. Its name was Scruff. We found it. It was, uh, I forgot the name of it, one of the furry, looking like a Siamese, but very furry. She found it, and it had an, uh, I don't know what they call it, the upper respiratory, like a lung infection. Bronchitis? No, it's a cat term for it. I can't remember it, but this this cat I used to play. I had a speaker system, a Bluetooth speaker system on on the floor in the basement and upstairs. You plug it in the wall, you'd have one station that would broadcast to these. I still have it actually. And at the end of the hallway, there was a little table, and the cat went down the hallway and used to position his body on that speaker. And there was constantly psalms playing. Particularly liked psalms. And wouldn't you know it, the cat would get healed from pressing its body up against the speaker. The anointing of God in the Word was edifying the cat's body. And the cat would breathe better and get energy and jump around and play. And then it knew to go back to that speaker. There was some form of light coming out that the animal knew. The beautiful cat knew. I just gave you two accounts in in this reality where the basking in the presence of God in the word or through worship music is the light of God, but the word and meditating on the word 
and 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 speaking the word and declaring the word and looking for those revelation and ramus to ignite your spirit man is water do you want to be watered with god's water your tree When I water these trees early, they sustain the heat all day. When I water them later, they've already scorched. Wow. We want to get that word in us. And and I'm going to go over a religious way of doing this. A formatted way of doing this. But before they do that, I want to talk to you about Ephesians 5.26. Alan, you got that before you, brother? Yes, I do, and I shall now read it. That he might sanctify and cleanse the church with the washing of water by the word. Amen. Can you just read that last part again? Sure. I'm going to add uh, verse 25 to it also because it has a little more context, please. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. The washing? And, yeah. And also there's, um, I found this, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 to 8. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that, and it goes on with uh, planting and how um amen back to you guys thank you 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 can have faith as a seed of mustard seed as a seed as a seed of mustard but people stop there they, they don't go into the the revelation of what christ was talking about the growth you see Faith has to be activated and it's activated with the rhema because faith cometh by rhema But that growth of that mustard seed Jesus touched on, the greatest of all trees. But you see, a seed is activated by moisture and by water and by heat. The fire of the Holy Spirit in the spiritual context. Alan's going to touch on Genesis 1. It all starts there. Alan, can you read that? You mean Genesis chapter 1, verse 1? Uh, just read the first couple verses. Okay. Um, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Stop right there. Okay. You remember I said earlier that the basking in the fire and the presence of the holy spirit is the light of god did i say that yes kind of like that this is saying that right here right before your eyes it's happening and right before your eyes this is a rhema because the sun and the moon weren't created to the fourth day. <laughs> Get it? 
the light in the spirit was the spirit of God, which is the Holy Ghost. Let us create man in our image. Father, Son, Holy Spirit work together as one. But the light of God, the fire of God, is the Spirit of God. And to manifest the light of God is to bask in the presence and the worship of God. Mixing in with the rhema and the reading of the word. You don't got to read a lot of the word. A lot of people think we're putting some big obstacle in front of you here. You could take one verse and meditate on that verse for the day. Amen. And start with Ephesians 5.26. Just take that and say, I'm going to meditate on that a little bit today. Let me chew on that this morning and get before the God. Let me put on some worship music here and let me just praise God and let me read a little bit of this and then I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to think on what God is saying here in a spiritual context, not just in the logos, but how can I apply this word to my situation? Amen. There we go. If the light of God is the spirit of God and we know the spirit of God can Parse darkness in the spirit, then don't we want more of the Holy Ghost fire? Yes, we do. Because it was dark and void before the Spirit of God moved. And then light divided the darkness. Now, here's the thing, and here's the rhema and the revelation and all this. I'm going to give it to you. Let there be light. If you're an ambassador of Christ, if you move in the instruct and the power as a priest of God, you can speak that into your situation. Did you know that? Let there be light of fire in this situation. Let the light of God manifest in this situation. Have you tried that lately? Not that I can think of, but I've done it before a few times and it worked great. Praise God. I remember one time I was preaching down in uh, front of the Flat Iron Building. 10 o'clock at night. Had a speaker system set up there. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to ask God. You know. I'm going to ask God for... Just before I got to preach, and I remember that night I preached out of the wedding, going into the highways and byways. That's the message I had. Uh, the feast. And I remember praying. I, I said, Lord, I'm asking in Jesus' name for you to manifest your fire and your presence in a 50-yard radius around me. That's all I said. And I remember when people would get close in the realm where we were preaching and set up, their continents just began to change. Like, you could see their continents began to change. They're like get teary-eyed. They'd be more receptive. 
the Spirit of God was working in their heart. But here's the thing. I, by faith, asked God to illuminate the fire in a certain area, in a certain perimeter. And you know what? He did it. He actually did it. This sounds crazy, I know. He did it. It was part of his plan. He likes converting souls. Could you imagine that? God did it. God wants to do a lot more in our lives. But we need to ask and position and believe that if we seek him early, he shall be found. Now, here's the thing. If the water is the word for ours and we're of tree, we're as a tree. And we know the light is the fire of God. We saw in Genesis 1, the light divided the darkness. The sun and moon weren't created to the fourth day. It's not what it's talking about. It's talking about the light of fire of God. That's what it's talking about. Get that worship music, praising God, hallelujah, getting before God, reading the word, edifying yourself, preparing yourself and your family because you're a priest of God over your family. You can proxy over your loved ones. Did you know that? You're going to need to proxy over your family and loved ones. They not might not be where you're at spiritually right now. You're going to have to toe them in. That's your job. You're a priest of God. And you move in a kingly anointing. When I touched on earlier, let there be light and the fire of God. You might have a dark thing coming your way. You might feel darkness around you. You ever feel that? Yeah. Just feel you're in a dark situation. Yeah. I, I walked into stores, especially when I was on a fast, and you just feel darkness. But here's the thing. Let the light and fire of God, just mutter that. Let the light and fire, let the light of fire of God manifest in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. I just gave, I sh- showed you an example of it, how it worked down uh, in Manhattan. I have an example from my days of driving Uber. I uh, picked up some drunk people, and the guy in the front was particularly drunk and and belligerent. And so under my breath, I said, in Jesus' name, demons and devils on this guy, in Jesus' name, go from him. I said it real super quiet. And all of a sudden, he lightened up and brightened up, and his friends in the back seat, they, they said – Oh my gosh, you just you just got sober. And I was like, praise the Lord for that. There you go. Another so, example. Uh, yeah. Amen. Just muttering amen. it sometimes. You don't have to be this extravagant display of wordage. Is that a word? And the reason I say this is because look at Hannah. Hannah was muttering. And her prayer was very powerful because her heart was in it. When you put your heart in prayer, you can mutter. It doesn't have to be loud, even though I get loud sometimes, I know. But it doesn't have to be, is what I'm saying. And 
particularly the way Hannah prophesied there, that she's that the Lord killeth, that's where that came from. But they accused her of being drunk, Eli. And because her lips were just moving, she wasn't praying the way the Pharisees and Sadducees of Jesus' time or the Levitical order and the judges may have prayed loud, which is fine, nothing wrong with it. But there's nothing in there's nothing cookie cutter about the Word of God. There's nothing cookie cutter. And this is why Jesus spat and spittle and made clay to bring healing to somebody's eyes. He didn't have to do that. You think he had to do that? I guarantee he could have prayed for that person 60 or 70 miles away. He would have got healed. Really? That's impossible. But believe me, nothing's impossible for God. He could have. But why did he do that display? To break the format of the religiosity in the minds of man. God can do it whatever way he wants to do it. I remember one time we went and prayed in a mental institution. Uh, upstate New York. forgot what, what the place was. And we heard a story of someone that did this. We did it. We said, yeah, we'll try it. So we went and picked up a bunch of juicy fruit gum and just started praying over them. Lord, anyone that chooses this gum, let the anointing and fire of God hit them. Let them open their eyes to the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We prayed over all the gum. And then we started giving it out. And people were chewing it, and they were receiving healing and deliverance right in the hallways. We're praying salvation over folks. New York Presbyterian Psych Ward North. That's where it was. What do we do? We heard a story of that it worked for someone before, and we did it. I, I, it sounds crazy. Yeah, but there's no juicy fruit in the Bible. What are you doing, guy? There you go. That's that spirit of religiosity. <laughs> That's why Jesus said, you know what? I'm going to spit right here. I'm going to make some type of doughy substance and slap it on this guy. How about that? Because the Pharisees and Sadducees were all about cleansliness and having their hands clean. Oh, yeah. They look good. Jesus maybe had dirty feet. He was always trying to break that religiosity. But that's a good good thing we're on that scripture because I want Alan to read that because remember we talked about early on about multi-level revelation, Pardesh? Well, here's one of them. What happened? What's that verse, Alan? Do we have when when uh, I see men? Yeah, it's uh, Mark chapter eight, verse twenty-four is the exact line. How much of it do you want me to read? Um, just just the uh, was that the? Am I wrong? Was that the part with the clay or no? Was um, that the spittle? It doesn't right. I don't uh, spit in his eyes? Yeah, there's spit in his eyes. Okay, there we go. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm not as dumb as you think. Okay, so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're dumb. 
I'm kidding. But, uh, um, Matthew chapter 8, well, maybe other people. Matthew chapter 8, verse 22. Who and he came they? to Bethsaida, and they, and, they br- and they brought a blind man to him and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit upon his eyes, he put his hands upon him and asked him if he saw anything. And the, blind, the, the man looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up, and he was restored, and he saw every man clearly. Okay, Amen. well, there's a multi-revelation there. Now, how is that multi-level revelation? Actually, triple. One, that's not the way I remember the verse. So I don't know if that's a Mandela affected or Mystery Babylon manifesting, but I remember him of spitting on the ground making clay. In my reality. And then he pressed that on his eyes. I try to find that. Maybe it's shifted because some of the word has changed. And I know many of you don't believe that. Like the word can never change. Well, if you know the word, it hasn't changed. How about that? And I've read the word enough times that I know the word and it hasn't changed in me. But here's the thing. I just found this thing recently. You look at scripture. It says the, the, the lion and the lamb shall lay down together in the unity of the anointing of God, but it doesn't say that anymore in Scripture. If you go look, go look in your Bible. It says the lamb and the wolf will lie together. That's not what I remember. I know the word in my reality. I know the word, and it has not changed in me because what I know, what word I know, it's still the same. It never used to say the lamb and the wolf, but now when you go to Isaiah, it says the lamb and the wolf. In my reality, from studying the word for years, it always said the lion and the lamb. Many of you are looking at your Bible right now and you're freaked out. Good. Maybe I I shook you up enough to see where we are prophetically. Alan, I'm sorry. What would you say? I'm sorry. I I was interrupting you. Uh, No, I I, I couldn't hear you. I found the clay of the spittle, if you want me to read that. It's John oh, okay, so it does still six. say that. No, no, as long as it still says that, I'm okay. Um, but I wanted okay. to get into the part, Esh, because, Alan, you know and I know, we've, we've casted out demons together. on, uh, And you have to issue a command multiple times. And I know that some people, the high spiritual people that are walking around that have very low fruit levels, they say, you say it once, you speak it once, it's done, praise God, which is uh, whatever. Okay. Um, the Elijah challenge and what we do with demons casting them out, we command it until it manifests. What? Yeah. Until we get the breakthrough. Alan, did Jesus pray twice, yes or no? Yes, he did. We just saw that. He did. Yeah, in Mark chapter 8, he had to pray twice. The first time, uh, the man, after Jesus prayed, the man saw men as trees, and then Jesus had to pray again. And then so, he was completely healed. So, all these hyperfathers that say you pray once, it's done, praise God. You're wrong. Unless Jesus is wrong. And I don't think he is. Because he prayed twice. How about that? Because the beginning of the manifestation happened, and then he had to put it over the top. Sometimes you got to keep praying until you put it over the top. You got to keep commanding that demon out until it's weakened, binding, 
There's work involved. Now, here's the multi-level of revelation here. The whole, what's, what are we talking about here today? I see men as trees. I don't think that's a mistake that that's in the word. Because we just went over the light of God and the power of the fire of God is a nutrient. And we just went over how the water is the word. Because there's a washing. And I want to get into that real quick. One thing I've noticed, I'm getting into gardening because I want to, I know what's coming. The Lord has showed me over the years, and I had a dream recently of a, uh, last week, of a food store shutting down, completely shutting down. So I, I already know it's coming. I'm preparing to sustain through the flame, through the fire. Faith cometh by works. Action. We need to put action to the word. Faith cometh by rhema, but action of the word is the key. Faith without works is dead, is what I meant to say. But we need to put faith into action. Joseph stored up meal when he knew what was coming, and Noah built an ark when he knew it was coming. I can go on and on. Nothing wrong with preparation when you know something's coming your way. And I know there's hyper-faithers out there. That's fair. Whatever. Do what you want. I can have a couple oranges and whatever, bananas, if I want. And you might say it's fear. Whatever. Now, here's the deal. One thing I've realized that water is essential to the root for the growth and the sustain of the heat of the day. And we went over the heat of the day can come to you through the devil in many realms. Through physical, through financial, through mental. Many ways the enemy can throw something your way. And also use witches and warlocks to do it. Did you know that? <laughs> oh, yeah. He has his agents here to speed it on up for you. So having the roots. Even other Christians. Yeah, word cursing you through Christians. There's a whole book on that. Yeah. But... Digging deeper in the ground will help you tap into natural springs. That's where you want to be. Not many of us are there yet. We want to get to a point where the word is just flowing richly out of us. In order to have our roots dig down deeper, they have to be nourished. Proper soil elements the richness of the soil elements. But the water is essential to activation and growth. And the water in the spirit is the word of God. And the light of God is the spirit and the Holy Ghost. They work together. So if you were to take some worship music, let's say... Don Mion, I know Maria likes him. Or I used to listen to Jason Upton years ago. And then you open your Bible and you started at the same time, you have your Bible playing and you're just praising God. 
Thank you, Lord. And you're just getting into the word and you're listening to the worship music and you're engaging in worship and you're engaging in, in the, the rhema and the watering. You're in a good place. You're growing, you're rooting, and you're ready for that battle. Like the tree in the morning with the watering, it's prepared for the day's heat. However, like Alan read earlier, Ephesians 5.26, it also talks about a washing. And how many out there right now, raise your hand because I am, would like to be washed of impurities? Alan, you got your hand up, I hope? Amen. Yeah. All right, you just showed God you want to be washed in the Word. The Word is the water and the flow that has washing power. Now, here's the deal. Trees get Beelzebub gack on there and bugs and wasps, and they hinder the growth of the tree. So the watering of the root is essential, but also the watering of the foliage is essential. They have to work together. You need a double washification and purification process. Wash away the grime. Insects planting their egglets on there. Flies, wasps, slime. You want that tree clean. You want that tree rooting. You want that tree growing and ready for the heat. Heat's coming, people. That's right. Where do you want to be? Do you want to be prepared, Alan, for the heat coming? Yes, I do. You do? I do, too. And this is why I'm saying this. I just texted Alan a link. Over the years, I've grown a lot listening to Derek Prince. I trust a lot of his, his teachings before the Shep movement or when it, or during the Shep movement, maybe not. But <coughs> this daily devotion, this remember I touched on earlier about some religiosity might not be a bad thing. In this format, we need to be brought to a place of a regiment. And we're going to offer you up a challenge here today. And the challenge is called what, Alan, in that link I sent you? It's called I Will Shake All Things 31-Day Devotional. That's it. We're going to post that into, if this show is not deleted by YouTube, by the algorithm, it will be in the comments. And um, it's a daily devotional. We're just asking you to follow the days. And I'm going to do it with you and maybe Alan. And we're going to read. And we're going to meditate on the word. We're going to try to engage early. Could we do that? Could we try something a little bit different? Is it going to hurt? Alan, do you think this will hurt? Yes, because... uh if somebody wants to become Mr. You think this will hurt somebody? Or have a build like, what? I said, do you think this will hurt trying this? And you said, yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah well, it's going to hurt in the way you mean that hurt the enemy. athlete trains. What? You mean hurt the enemy, not us, right? I hope. Well, it's, it's discipline is kind of, you know, it's difficult. But a disciplined life of training yourself in the word of God 
bears good fruit in how we think, speak, and act. So it's going to be a little hard. You ever heard of no pain, no gain? Obviously you have. So there's some pain in disciplining yourself to train yourself up in in thinking, speaking, and acting the way the Word of God says to, but it's uh, it pays off big over the long run. So yeah, it'll be a little hard to carve out uh, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and an hour in the morning. It's a little, it's a little hard to do that, but it pays big dividends over the weeks, months, and years as we grow in the Word of God. Amen. Okay, so, so I'm I not going to confess it's going to be hard. I'm going to confess that this is going to be encouraging to you. Amen? Amen. It's going to be edifying. Amen. Okay? Because God will make a way. When he sees you operating in faith and believing the word and doing the word, he's happy. You want God happy? Amen. I think if God's happy, you're happy. Yes. If God's happy the way you're moving in faith, he's happy. You Can you please God with faith? I'm just curious. Does anybody believe it? Hebrews so, chapter 11. If that's the case, you're going to be edified. You're going to be spiritually rooted to handle heat, to handle situations, not just for yourselves, for family and loved ones. Amen. But also building and ready for what's coming to the earth, not just to the land. This is global pangs going out. If you haven't noticed, that Marxist devil manifesting globally right now. Conquering spirit marching along in Revelation 6. Toxin in its hand. They're using toxins. Poison. Now, Alan... um, I guess we'll just post that link in the comments. Okay. Um, that's going to be, guys, it's daily devotion, meaning Derek Prince has formatted something for us. And I'm going to start doing it tomorrow. I haven't started. But I'm going to start tomorrow. And day one, uh, what's day one called, Alan, on that? It's called day one is judgment is part of the gospel. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Maybe this will bring you even out of the cake bake flim flam stuff. Wouldn't that be great? Praise the Lord. It's right there. That's why we trust Eric Prince. What's day number two title? Day number two is uh, two different judgments. Day three. Reward according to faithfulness. There you go. Psalms one. Guys, the whole nutshell of this message today is the watering and the washing of the word. We want that Beelzebub juice off us. We want guile off of us. We made mistakes. We want to be washed. We want to be edified. We want to be rooted. We want to have the light of the gospel and the fire of the Holy Spirit shining on us. We want to position ourselves for the heat coming. In the day. Oh yeah. There's trouble. Trouble coming. But we need to be grounded in this time more than ever. Because 
people are going to be losing it. And they're going to need an answer. And if you're losing it, if you're trying to kick your way out of, a, out of the bag, late to the party, you might not be prepared to be able to portray the message in the right way. We want you prepared. We want us to be prepared. Prepared and ready to sustain in that evil day. So, Lord, we thank you. We close this out with the prayer of Heavenly Father. We're going to call you. I know that sounds crazy, Lord. But we just, like, believe Jesus when he taught us. Uh, So we're not going to call you Yahweh right now. And we're going to say, Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing us, keeping us, and um, blessing Alan, blessing our hands, blessing our family. Lord, we need your giant warrior angels surround the camp around and bow in bed around us. Flaming swords of fire bat down, chop up, and cut up every demonic ley line, every demonic nest trying to move against us. We break it down. Lord, build up that hedge around us and our families, a hedge of fire, a hedge to pluck down and pop every demonic orb moving around the spirit realm around us. We sever you by the fire of God in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Lord, we thank you for keeping us. We thank you for sustaining us. We thank you that we're still move on and we're moving on and we're pressing in. And Lord, we thank you for blessing us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Or play the Watchman Radio outro. Go. Uh, I don't have the Watchman Radio sing outro. It. You have that, Richard. You got to sing it. I, I, I'm, for, I'm forgetting it right now. All right, I'll, 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 do, I'll, I'll do the music. You do this, the voice. Watchman Radio. No. Go ahead. I don't know how to rap in German. Oh, come on, man. You also don't know how to We're not going to put this on the air, are we? Oh, yeah, that's going on the air, man. Oh, man. That'll probably be the one thing that gets us flagged for copyright. Cheese. Because oh, it was so faithfully reproduced. <laughs> Got it, yeah. You are flagged for Falcon. Don't turn Don't around. His 80s German rap head. <laughs> all right, guys. God bless you all. Thank you, Brother Allen, for helping out today. Thank you for having me. Great time. I'm God bless you guys. God bless you all. <laughs>